0: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another Football short episode. We have a lot to cover. So, this is Armin, of course. I think we just have to get to it. We were not expecting to hear, or, yeah, to wake up yesterday, uh, this weekend, last weekend, the news of the Armenian national team squad being announced. So that changed everything. We had so many things ready to talk about for you. And we still will because this is a an addiction, maybe, called Armenian football. And we can't give it up. So we will stick to the plan and add and mix things up a little bit. First and foremost, what we were going to be talking about, and we still are, Urardu, football club Urardu does the double crazy, crazy, crazy team, crazy club. We love Uratu, everyone in football can turn and most of our Armenian audience, and non Armenians actually, learned to love this club. And I'll get into why later. But first, what? The what? What did Uratu de- uh, do the double? Well, they started beating Chirac uh, a few weeks ago, I think. I don't know, uh can't remember when exactly. Uh Challenge, do you have an, an idea when that was?
1: The, the it was a few weeks ago. Um last month maybe.
0: Oh a no, on End end of uh, month somewhere there, yeah. All right. Uh fair enough. So they oh yeah, that was uh the cup final uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> can't remember the date. Yeah, I think two was like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, first piece of soap, silverware, first of the two, of the double. Uh, with a fi- at the final uh, 2-1 against the biggest team uh, from inland Armenia, outside of Yerevan, the capital. Uh, Shirak, Kumri uh, were in control, weren't uh, a little bit dominant on the score sheet at least. Um, they did end up receiving a red card in the second half. And that was capitalized by football centre from future star Kareem Melconian with a phenomenal volley that made it a win for the Lions. Uh, the Lions being Urardu, for those who are not familiar with the club, um, it was insane. The goal, the cup winning goal volley, crazy volley, uh, is on our reels and instagram great job by chance making the crop and the edit and uh posting it out the, on there uh make sure to check it out because it it's really crazy it comes to show how spot on our football canton future stars picks are uh because even though Godin had a few injuries throughout his career he is injury prone even then he is kind of living up to part of his potential he's still young He will play European uh, playoffs with uh, Urartu, so he still has a lot of career ahead of him. Uh, But what made it a double for Urartu this past Friday, the club sealed their second piece of silverware this season, the Armenian Premier League, the special one, the league. Uh, It was a massive game. It was. The end game, as uh, uh, rivals Punic, city rivals Punic uh, labeled it. Good catch on game, that, yeah. The Battle, <laughs> the battle of Yerevan, yeah, I was going to get into that one too. A lot of nicknames going around. And I would say the game lived up to the hype. Um, I mean, both teams had to win. It was a must win for both. Uh, if they wanted to you know, have hopes for the trophy, for it was more than hopes, as it ended up being so they sealed the title uh Punic wanted to take it to the final match day to win but couldn't uh it was nil nil and on stoppage time arasus bill with a crazy free kick one thing i didn't like about uh Uratu to line up on that day uh was that it kind of betrayed everything that, that led us uh, that let them i'm sorry i'm i'm putting myself in character uh let them there uh, they only had like two or three Armenians in the starting lineup, and that wasn't what got them there, you know? So, nil-nil Neil had to sub in some Armenians, including my personal favorite Armenian player of all time, Arasos Pilis, who assisted with a magnificent half pitch, like from the middle of the pitch. Yeah. kick. Uh, it was like, I don't know. Crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, it was... Destined for uh, Zimbaliuk's head. Uh, (laughs) That started it away for the win. Unstoppage time. Crazy. Everyone went crazy. Lost their minds as they should. Uratu is back winning the APL after I think it was eight years. Uh, Well deserved. I love this club. I know we all do. And I'm going to go with you on a bit challenge because you have been at the... um, uh like at the tour, club. Let's the I went for a tour. So <laughs> to the facilities, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um but we're talking about the why now let's get uh about the what now let's get to the why. Why should you love Uratu as we do? First and foremost, uh it's an academy-based club. They have a club philosophy, very clear club philosophy that they try to promote. Uh, to a lot, of course, focus a lot, first and foremost, in their academy, uh, raising talent, um, teaching them things about life and not just football, you know, that kind of thing, um, about how you can learn stuff from from life in football and vice versa. So, and, and then from there, they try to promote as many academy grown and raised players to their senior squad, and that's how they got most of their wins this season. Uh, so we have to love and respect that so much. It's so important. So again, it is an Armenian and youth-based uh, squad. Uh, the senior team of there is the first team, captained by a an amazing left back that was to, supposed to uh, go play the Ukrainian Premier League when he was 22 years old uh, two years ago, right before uh, uh, the whole thing happened out there. It was sad. Um, and from our point of view, it was sadder to see Gito come back. Uh, but he is still relatively young as well, 24 years old, and captaining a team into the league and now European playoffs. Uh, and he's a great left back, he's called up to the national team, look up to him, look out to him, for him. Their leader, as we mentioned on the pitch, is Arasus Pilis, former Ajax champion of uh, Eredivisie in Holland. blobber um, Trotter played all over the uh, Europe, had a crazy injury that halted his career from basically being the best Armenian player and history. But he is the leader on the pitch, even though he plays a handful of minutes because of his injury, Uh standout performance from uh, Eric Piloyan. Uh, and a defender that's so versatile and shown against Punique and showed everyone what he's made of, can play center back, can play uh, full back. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, uku learning to love Armenia the Nigerian born Armenian national team player
1: and the fans rather... loving him as well he's pretty good exactly. he, he had he showed many many uh, important chances important movements important actions in the game the, there was some point where he got the ball and the, the that he made like a one one timed pass or something like it was it was really nice to watch it was aesthetic in a sense. So, a quality player in the national team. He's called up, which we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives his all. He loves the country. And that speaks of Urartu's philosophy, too. Um, Exactly. Yep,
1: well-deserved.
0: Yeah, I was actually, personal story here. uh, I was uh, out with a couple of friends yesterday in uh, non-Armenian. And they told me your love for your culture is uh, contagious, and I think that's what Urartu is doing, and, and that's beautiful to see, man. As we said, footballgentle future stars, uh, future star, got Melconian, one of several Urartu uh, footballgentle future stars. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the thing. They give us so many, so much youth, young talent. Uh, a big PR, public relations signing in Yaya Sanogo, former X and Arsenal, to Crystal Palace. Uh, a bit of a meme, but a, it's a big name. Uh, they have so much going on. They have so many reasons to believe they can make it all the way into European group stages. But before we jump into that, um, guys, any thoughts on Urato doing the double chat
1: like I said before, well-deserved. Uh, very interesting Premier League race, even though there's one match day left. Uh, it was, Generally speaking, the whole APL was uh, was awesome. Urardu did a good job. They had two good teams running after them, chasing them. Uh, Ararat Armenia and Punic, uh, trying to take them down. But they showed resilience. They showed what they can do. And with the squad that they have, they can go forward and they can create more. Definitely they can create more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We believe in them a lot. Uh, Aram, your highlights, uh, what are your highlights on Urardu?
2: I think what Urardu did this season is, um, it's impressive. Uh, I think, that any team that completes a domestic double should be, you know, viewed as a strong team. And Urardu did so, albeit with Punic right on their backs the entire season. Um, They had a little bit of a head start, a little bit of a help, I would say, because Punic was playing in the Conference League early on in the season. Their results weren't looking that good, um, but they kept consistent throughout the whole season. And of course, that that, uh, match in the penultimate day of the season, they defeated punic and punic looked very flat that day and uradu just looked really good they looked very solid they looked very healthy they were very energetic and uh, they were shutting down punic's wings which ultimately broke down their game plan and they're well-deserved champions um it's i would say a little bit easier to win the cup than it is to win the league um and and this season we saw a very very strong armenian premier league this and, and we we say this every year but this year it's it just keeps on improving with uh, Urardu, Punic, and Arara-Armenia all in the 70-something points to end off the season. And it's just a testament to how much Armenian football is growing right now. Uh, but as for Urardu, I think, you know, I doubted Dmitry Gunko's abilities, but he, he proved me wrong. He's been doing a really, really good job with them. Of course, they develop a lot of good young Armenian talent. And we have several national team players uh, that, that come from this Urardu side. Uh, including Iwu, who, you know, was great in his uh, debut against Turkey and, and played very well uh, in the match against Cyprus. Uh, so at this point, we're just kind of looking forward to the uh, European competition aspect. Uh, so, you know, winning the league feels like just the start for this Urardu side.
0: Yes, yes. What a team, Urartu. We love you guys. Um well, Chudence, uh look. Before asking you about the facilities, let us uh, see how things stand and how things look for Armenian clubs in the upcoming European preseason club uh, competition preseason. Continent. Oh
1: yeah,
0: A big month. Exactly. We're made it to Champions League play or or not? Um, you know, first the, round, right? First round, yeah, first round. Yeah, first qualifying round, and uh, we have in Conference League, Punic, Ararat Armenia and Alaska.
1: We don't know the exact rounds, honestly. Uh, we're gonna get too confused with that. But it's yeah. like first and second rounds and all that. It's not group stage directly because of co Anyway, the yeah, the important thing is four Armenian teams in Europe next month,
0: as yeah, as average season. So there is a lot a football coming up for everyone uh look out for that uratu has a bit of a tough uh draw uh we'll see exactly which team they get um on regards to Punic, i think they can make it all the way again Alaskert, i trust them i know adam does as well the big question mark would be arata armenia they have an amazing squad like they have so much talent, and they haven't lived up to that. they get they keep getting- cold, uh, cold feet last season they lost to a good Estonian team, but they shouldn't have uh i think it was Paide. and they yes may, I think so yeah they may get them again because they are uh one of the possible opponents mm. uh, I don't, are, know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see when the draws come. Before we um mm-hmm. continue.
1: And a small note to... on Arad Arminia, they're probably switch they're 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 probably switching to uh, Vartan Minasian as yeah, uh, I... manager. So He's
0: there's leaving. that change in management. Uh, but Vartan Bicharchan is leaving and another Vartan is coming. Minasian uh, <laughs> yeah, the... actually. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best national team coaches in our short history. We'll see how that pays off for them. Um but how do you think you haven't been there in person seeing the facilities and seeing them watching them work firsthand? Uh, what do you think about their chances in Europe for uratu Challenge? Doable and the facilities, of course. Doable. Uh,
1: doable as in they can progress through group stage? Yes, they can, that doable. Uh, obviously, Champions League is the highest here. That's that's something else. Uh, but, of course, nothing is impossible. Uh, Europa League, it's a possibility. Munich was close, very close. Did not go through, but they went to Conference League. Conference League now, like we said before many times, and for sure you've heard it from other people as well, uh, in general, in terms of football, uh, small countries like us, uh, I mean, small in terms of coefficiency and points uh, and level, it's useful. So, Conference League, if Europa League, uh, if sorry, uh, if if um, Urardu can go to Europa Conference League group stages, that would be great, and we would have Punic them there as well. That would be brilliant. That would be amazing. So. Uh, I do fancy Uradu chances, I do fancy the uh, uh, the others as well, uh, Punic, Punic. I do fancy them as well, just like you, Armin. So, let's see how it goes.
0: Yes, 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 uh, it's going to be like an exciting time. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on Armenian clubs and the upcoming European pre-season season to make uh, Continental Cups group stages.
2: It's going to be tough, I think. My my initial analysis is, uh, or my initial thoughts on this, is that Urardu is going to have a little bit more of a difficult time in the Champions League than we would have hoped for. And I think that comes down to the fact that they aren't seeded. Um, and interestingly enough, Punic, Arara Armine, and Alashkert Um, Two of the three have competed in the group stages. Adara Armenia, of course, made the playoffs of the Europa League twice uh, before the Conference League was a thing. Uh, So they have some coefficient points as well. Uh, All three of those are seeded clubs uh, versus Urardu, who uh, hasn't really gotten past like the first or second round of qualifications, um, is is not going to be seeded. Uh, So that means there's a list of some pretty good clubs that they can play in, and some that we would want to avoid. Uh, of course, we want to avoid the clubs that Armenian players are on, like Slovan Bratislava, because Tigran Barcerian plays there, uh, and Astana, because we have uh, Kamo Hovanesian and um, and Varosad Haroyan who play there. And there are teams like Fekra Varos and uh, uh, Zalgiris uh, and HJK Helsinki, who we would want to avoid. Um, but I think if we end up playing... Uh, you know, the Slovenian club Olympia or the New Saints from Wales or Shamrock Rovers or Flora or Mostar. um, I think it's doable. And as we mentioned before in the previous season, it's still applicable this season. uh, Uradu need to get past the first round in order to be guaranteed Conference League playoffs. Uh, That's because there is no second round Europa League qualifiers. So that means it is going to be a, a must win because if they do not, they drop down to the Conference League second round, uh, which dramatically lowers their chances uh, in order to qualify for Europe. Um, looking over at the Europa Conference League side, uh, there are a number of unseated teams that I think these three clubs can probably beat. I have the least faith in Alashkert out of all of them, um, or maybe actually Atletico Armenia. Alashkert can grind out a result. Uh, but Arara-Armenia have just been flops in European competition recently. I think Punic can p- very possibly make it to the Conference League again. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of luck in the draw. I think Punic is definitely a Conference League group stage level side. And so is Ardu. Uh, and as always, we kind of just need to have a luck of the draw situation. Uh, but I'm I'm confident, I think. If Urardu come in sharp, they can definitely, definitely make the Conference League. And I also back Punic uh, if there's a good draw. The other two, not so much.
0: Yes. uh, A lot of football. And Urartu will get Champions League uh, qualifiers. So we stick to Champions League. But to this season now, that hasn't yet finished. And... Funnily enough, for the first time, we have an Armenian national team player in the UEFA Champions League final. We uh, love Henrik Mkhitaryan. We have our mixed feelings. I personally, and I know that half Armenian national team football fans uh, that try to be objective for the sake of the national team, know that despite Heno being, of course I'm referring to Henrik Mkhita and to those who don't know, uh, despite he being the by far unanimously, objectively, Armenian player that has achieved the most, both at national team and in terms of stats at least, and at club level, to which we're getting to, again, uh, he's uh, not, performed well at the national team for the last six years of his uh, international career. But even then, we love him because we know his character. We love him because he put us on the map. He represents every time he gets. And despite uh, and even then, he knew when to step aside from the national team. And that speaks of grace. And he's still shining... In his personal career on the personal front, the club level. Uh he led or one of the the guys that led Inter Milan, the best club in Italy, might I remind you, to the Champions League final. It's crazy. Chadens run us through that everything on Heno and the Champions League.
1: Oh yes. The biggest, probably the biggest night of his career. So just small facts about the Champions League, which most of you know. It's on Saturday. From this recording, it's in six days and less. Uh, 10th of June, 11 Yerevan time, 11 o'clock. It is going to be in Istanbul. Uh, Heno is on the side of the Italians. Inter Milan. Who have gone through after beating uh, AC Milan in the semi-finals. They beat them... Uh, uh, with Heno scoring in the first leg, unfortunately the second leg he got injured, but his team still made it through. On the other side, there's Manchester City, the one of the biggest clubs in England and in the world right now, winning Premier League title, FA Cup as well. Yesterday from this recording, uh, so they're giants against them. However, our focus is on Henrik Mkhitaryan, of course. So, a record. He's the first player and Armenian player to have reached the final in all of the three European club competitions, which means Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. He became the first Armenian player to score in the semifinals of the Champions League, as we said before, uh, in the first leg. Uh, and also, side note about his injury, he's going to be okay. He's recovering. Uh, he's he's very likely going to be ready for Saturday very, very soon. Uh, another side fact. Heno's record in the European club competition finals. He's been in the 2016-17 Europa League final against Ajax for Manchester United, where he won it and also scored. Then, in 2018-19, he went through to the finals of the Europa League for Arsenal. However, he was unable to travel and it was held in Baku because of the issues with uh, Azerbaijan, the political issues with Armenia. So, uh, unfortunately, Arsenal lost the final. Uh, Him being there maybe would have made a difference, really. Uh, And the final part is last season, 2021-22 season. Conference League final against Feyenoord for Roma, where he won it. Therefore, now he comes uh, to the Champions League final. Also, uh, a small, another small side fact: he got injured before halftime in the final last season. So, unfortunately, he didn't get to play the whole game. However, he was by uh, his his club's side. He was there supporting them, and. He earned another trophy. So yes, let's see. Let's see for the the next one.
0: <laughs> we wish. I, don't don't uh knock on wood. Uh yeah yeah, yeah I don't want to jinx you it. Know. Yeah please don't. <laughs> Let let us just wish him the best. Uh we want him to win. We are not gonna you know let me knock on wood. Okay, that got through. Uh, You mentioned injuries, and uh, it's crazy how a physical beast, because he is what I call a physical beast of a player, Um, and he's been getting injured often uh, over the last two years at least, three years maybe. And uh, it comes with age, and it's, it's sad. It would be a great way to cop off his career uh and call it a, a career basically hopefully he can also um travel to armenia and play the apl a few years too uh but time is um running too for everyone he is one of our older players uh and it it's marking the end of year and i personally am glad that we're here to appreciate it but enough about that end of the productivity years for footballers let us focus on the future too and youngsters and players up and coming and making their first rounds into top leagues we have one fact uh look i'ma let adam take the wheel uh jesus i mean adam Take the wheel here and run us through Hurant Leon Ranos, I think Yeranosian, uh, for those who don't know his real last name, Yeranosian, signing for Borussia München and the rumors on Edwards Sperzian, everything on those two. Amazing stars, I would say. The guys that will take Armenian national team to the next level over the next decade.
2: Well, where to start? Um, Grant Leon Ranoz, or Hurant, um, is a academy product of my favorite club, FC Bayern Munich. And I was really, really excited. I think excited may be too much of a mild word. Uh, when he made his debut for the national team against Cyprus and scored a brace, I had never felt so validated uh, in my brief uh, career in 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 uh, in speaking about Armenian football. I think this is a guy that not only have I hyped up dramatically, um, but I think has has seemingly come out of nowhere for a lot of Armenians. But if you've been following us for the past you know near three years now. You, we've talked extensively about him. He's a football game and future star, uh, and he is gonna do really, really big things. And this, and it's just amazing that he's so early on in his career. Um, so, Hurant signed for Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, which is a winning club in Germany. They're five times German champions, two times UEFA Cup winners, um, and they usually do participate in European competition. Uh, This past season in the Bundesliga, they finished 10th because they have somewhat of an aging squad uh, that's led to some decline in performance, and they're looking to pivot uh, into a youth emphasis, a revamp, so to speak. Uh, With Marcus Thuram's departure, Hrant is going to be uh, one of the key players and will likely be one of a couple strikers that they sign uh, in this summer transfer window. He came as a free agent, of course, as his uh, contract with Byron expires at the end of June um, and he's going to be getting a lot of chances I think he will start probably in the preseason and it's up to him in order to take those opportunities and win his place in the first team uh, when he signed uh, the club emphasized uh, how they'd liked that he can play anywhere in the front line, uh, but they especially like him for the center forward position. And uh, Gladbach don't have any Europe next season, so they'll only be playing on two fronts, the Bundesliga and the uh, DFB-Pokal, the German Cup. And uh, I think in terms of the national team, I'm really, really excited to see him play against Wales and Latvia. Uh, because how could you drop a player like that after he scores two goals on his debut? Um, moving on to Eduard Spertian who's been linked to... A number of clubs, including Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, but also AC Milan, the Champions League semifinal side. Olympic Marseille, Fiorentina, um, and, and uh, some unnamed clubs also in uh, Germany and Spain. Uh, Real Madrid had been thrown out there, potentially throwing out feelers. Um, so needless to say, he is a very, very wanted man. Um, Milan seemed to be getting some cold feet. Having signed some other players, while Olympique Marseille have stepped up their efforts uh, in in pursuing Eduard Spertian, the list of teams interested in him is is very very long. Um, and especially being named the best midfielder in the Russian Premier League, uh, I think he also came runners up in the Player of the Year vote. I'm sure he's going to become Krasnodar Player of the Year. Um, and we have these matches coming up in June against Wales and Latvia. I'm sure especially the, the first match in uh, in Wales, in Cardiff, uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. So the interest is only going to grow. Um, but prior to all that, prior to him joining the national team, he still has the opportunity to bring a trophy, the first ever trophy to Krasnodar. Uh, because he kind of carried the team on his back this whole season with I think 14 goals and 14 assists in 33, 34 matches, and now he has a cup final against CSK in Moscow. Uh, which, if you can bring that home, I think it'll be the uh, the the perfect sending off for Eduard Spetsian. And and these two are going to be leading the national team for the next decade for sure. I think Spetsian has already started having this sort of leadership role in the midfield and making things work. And, and him and Huron seem to already have this good partnership uh, that they've built. And and of course they're they're two. I would say, of all the players in our team, uh, they are the two players with world-class quality, and they will likely be world-class in throughout their career. Um, and I think it's a very, very exciting time because I think these two can pave the way. Uh, unlike you know previous Armenian players, I think as you were discussing Henrik Mkhitaryan, you know we thought his breakthrough would would lead to more breakthroughs of other. Uh, young Armenian players in the top five leagues and it never really panned out that way. But I think with these two, um, I think that's definitely going to be the case.
0: Yes. Herank Leon ranos or Yeranosian for those who are uh, obsessed with proper names and, and proper pronunciation and stuff. That's the way you say it. And Edward Spetsian the GOAT, the king be everything, him, the one and true, and the, the one and only, the the word of the Lord. Those players are gonna be leading the national team. Let's talk national team. Then, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Armenian national team squad list has been announced. To everyone's surprise, this last weekend, the weekend before the uh, the Champions League final. Which honestly we didn't expect, because of over a year, uh, the FFA has been releasing the squad list like around one week, ba- barely one week before or ahead of the national team windows and the international break and whatnot. This time, they—that's—it's an interesting uh, turn to the tables. Uh, coach Alexander Petrakov announced an interesting list, which is composed by the following players Akko, three goalkeepers in Beglarian, Orgnian Chancharevich, and Stanislav Buchnev. Defense, their captain, Varastataroyan, Tataroyan, Gamuhovan Georgi Harutunian, Nair Andre Chalish, Girard Markarian, Eric Piloyan, David Davidian, Sergey Muradian, Taron Voskanian, and Stiopamakachian. I'm going to start saying the clubs for the players in the midfield. I should have done it earlier, but meh, you can look it up online. And if you don't like it, DM us. I don't care. We'll help the you. Star. <laughs> the start. Of everything, leading the team in midfield, Edwards Perzian Krasnodar in Russia, but not for long. Uh, Khorin Bayramian, the experience from Rostov in Russia as well, the derby of Krasnodar. Tikram Perzian, newly crowned twice champion in Slovan Bratislava, the Slovak uh Slovakia baby. Vaham Bezchartian, Pogon Stetten, in Poland, Giray Shaoyan, C.S.K.A. Uh, Sofia in Bulgaria, as of now still fighting for the title, Lucas Elarayan, Columbus Crew, MLS USA. Uh, oh, I felt like an NFL ne- uh, player with that. Artak Tashian, um, Punik Yerevan, Armenia, Hovannes Harutunyan, Punik Yerevan, Armenia. Ugichuku Ibu, as we said, football uh, club Uratu, champions of Armenia. Ubei Marangulo, uh, Alaska, Yerevan, Armenia. Artur Seropian, uh, uh, still become a Yerevan, Armenia. And in attack, three diasporans from Germany. Herant Leon Ranos, Borussia Minkenglatak uh from my argentina norberto Briasco, from alexia my that? home boca juniors buenos aires and lastly alexander Petrakov's compatriot in a way artur miranian born in ukraine currently at alaska terevan armenia interesting squad uh my first takeaway i have to get into that the goalkeepers Or, and I know everyone agrees, so I'm going to just say it plainly, Roman Berezovsky, bro, you were such a good player. We love you because of who you were as a player and a goalkeeper.
1: Legend, legend. In terms of decisions, man? Nah. Let me make decisions, please.
0: You're you're not cut out for coaching, bro. Uh, Honestly, we love you. Uh... Step respect down. you. It's like, you know the phrase, uh, leave a, he- a hero before you become a villain, something like that. Berezovki is okay <laughs> there. Like, oh my God, the decisions he's making. Like, even for the two mere uh, games he coached as a head coach for the national team last semester, it was already bad. And we know it was going to be bad because he was a goalkeeping coach for uh, Joaquin Caparros as well. And his decisions were awful as well. Uh, and again, I don't know why the FFA kept him around. I love the guy, but bro, step down, man. Uh, yeah. As long as Peglarian plays both games, uh, I guess, worst, are uh, like, least of all evils. Um, I don't know. My thoughts on the the overall team. I like it. The field players are spot on. Mostly, I'm really really sad, and I also know I'm I'm jumping like ahead of myself because you all want to pitch in, and you you will all probably add this at some point. But I want to highlight. It's a shame we haven't gotten Matveev Young yet. Uh it would have been crazy. Uh, I don't know Uh, uh, the one thing I didn't like about the field players though uh, unanimously like hands down didn't like Ube Marangulo bro he's not just not a good player we love him and he has a sick long range shot like no argument there but he's not his positioning which is the most important trait for a defensive midfielder his positioning is awful. Uh yeah
1: I want to add something
0: to that as well uh not regarding
1: his skills oh. but but regarding his his regarding his time for the past month the fitness, he has yeah. had an injury so he wasn't playing for the past month uh, I think recent, only least like last week he started playing so you cannot say that he's on I'm, form or anything like that Exactly. Okay.
0: no He's also old, like he's 31, I think. Doesn't make any sense. That no, it doesn't. Up. No, no. Like you have any... Muradyan, you can call up. You have Narek Agasarian. Bro. You... Like you, mean... you have several players, bro. Rudik mugut I don't know. Uh, uh, even, I don't know, bro. I, I don't want to like say names that might be discussed. Uh, Pavel Gorelov that has the whole citizenship issue still. Kevok Najarian that's a little bit out of form, but still yeah. he would be way better even out of form. Uh, not to mention almost like 80 years younger potential. Like from any point of view, it doesn't make sense. Yes, and exactly. Especially going back to his experience at the national team, he has had almost uh, double-digit games for us. And he has scored twice, uh, fair point to him. But he cost us way more goals than the ones he contributed to. He His awful marking left us so exposed so many times. And from a tactical point of view, this if this national team represents all of us, then we should all have a say. He makes us feel and be vulnerable on the pitch and we don't want that. So same with the goalkeeping situation. As long as he doesn't play and it's just evil (laughs) playing for 180 again, I guess it's going to be okay. But then again, you cannot rely on that. Uh, Other than that, the the field players are spot on. What do you think? Uh, Run me through your thoughts on the national team as a whole challenge. Overall,
1: it's it's looking fine. I have an issue like you with the goalkeepers. Uh, I didn't understand that how uh, I was like we were all told that Arman Nersesian is going to have a, a role in the future uh, for the future, but I don't see him here. Even though if you even if he's not going to play, might as well just call him up and get experience, uh, surrounded with uh, different uh, talented players. Uh, In terms of defenders, I was actually expecting Rubassarin to get another chance. Maybe we would see him, but okay, I'm so happy for whatever we've got. Obviously, one or two names I have an issue with, but overall, it's good. The same with the midfield, Uh, you mentioned uh, the player there. We don't need to say his name again. Um, yeah, Nik, Nicolas Rossi, we, we, we thought maybe he would actually join. Didn't happen. Okay, there's another chance. We'll get it. Uh, the same with uh, um, the other player you mentioned, uh, Mark. Mark. Uh, it's all good. I mean, now, I mean, there's still time, but it, that'll do. I mean, you know, See? it will come.
0: In time, yeah uh you mentioned two interesting names before I get to that, yeah, I even forgot <laughs> you mentioned defense, I even forgot about the two uh defenders that for somehow have like many 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 caps under their belt uh, we're not gonna name names anymore. we know exactly who they are and they are just gonna be there. They're the players that you know. Um, they're the friend that you can't stand, but you—they—they—they're always around somehow. <laughs> Where are you
1: going with this?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they—they're just there, you know, and and you can't tell them uh, to f off somehow because they don't care. They will come back. Uh, Those two guys in defense, we're not going to name their names. You know who you are. Step aside, too. Let us play, goddammit. But you mentioned two interesting names. uh, Mark, as I mentioned before, and Nico Rossi. Mm -hmm. The interesting situation about these two cases, um, we actually tweeted about Mark uh, reposting the FFA. So that is basically an expression of intent that he is in talks with the FFA officially and uh, that he has agreed to represent us. Uh, So at this point, and we are so excited for this, despite not being it this time, uh, we know for a fact that he will represent Armenia. And it's not a matter of if anymore, it's a matter of when. Which is why I was... expecting to see him, Mark Kevokian in this case, uh, now, just, you know, because he's already uh, implicitly agreed by reposting the FFA. Like, he's not just under the radar, he's part of the system by now. Uh, Great news, great breakthrough for for the FFA. It would have been even better if it materialized right away. But eventually, uh, I don't know when, hopefully he will pick up his club career too he yeah. still has at the end of the season uh, at FC Liefering we'll see if he gets promoted this season to Salzburg's first team or the next season um but in any case i think he's ready to at least be second string right back and fight for first string uh but yeah he's he's uh he's already there for us with Nico however He was supposed to represent us, he was supposed to represent the under-20, under-19, under-21, something, youth team. Um, And then COVID hit, as we mentioned on our Football Gantle Future Stars episode, go listen to it, uh, check it out for more Arminian talent. Yes. And then the rumors started spreading uh, in uh, April that he was going to be joining for this window. This one window now, the one we're talking about, and he ended up not being called. I fear he may have been called, and we don't know, and he may have rejected the call. If that's the case, which, you know, educated guests and uh, context, and all, it's very likely it would be very sad for us. Uh, Luckily, we have plenty of wingers, like we're the surplus in that one position historically. So it's not a huge miss, but he's one of the ones that, you know, the most ready to fight at the level we're trying to play at, You know, Uh, so I worry that might be the case. Adam, run us through your thoughts on the Armenian national team squad list.
2: My thoughts on the Armenian national team squad list. How much time do we have? I think that's the bigger question here. Um, I think I'll take it a section at a time because it's a lot easier to digest. Um, starting with the goalkeepers, uh, Ch- Chancerevich. I, I still can't pronounce his name. Um, he, I don't think he's the savior that people are looking for. Uh, like you said, he's in his 30s. Um He's an APL level player uh, in goal, which is essentially the same as, as all of the other players that we have. I think Ossenbegladion had a really good showing against uh, Turkey, and I think Bushnev should be nowhere near the squad. He's such a liability at the back, and I'm and I and I really really hate the fact that Roman Berezovsky keeps placing him on this list. I I genuinely believe at this point we need a new goalkeeping coach because we need someone that's willing to take a look elsewhere. Um, uh, and and I don't know where that solution is going to come. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a solution anytime soon. Um, you know, we had some prospects elsewhere, but, you know, it just didn't seem like they, they really panned out. So, unfortunately, I think Arsene Bagladian should be the first one. I think he's good enough, especially to play against a team like Latvia, uh, and I do think he can get the job done against Wales. Uh, I just hope that... Uh, that Petrikov recognizes that. And I think he does. I think he wanted to play Bouchenev in the in friendly match against Cyprus. And I do think um, Beglarion will probably start at least against Latvia. Um, or maybe he'll start against Wales and uh, Censarevic will start against Latvia. That's probably likely what's going to happen. Um, as for the defensive call-ups... I think this is the first time I've ever looked at it and gone, wow, okay, this is actually a, a pretty good set of players. Uh, we have, of course, uh, the veterans here in, in Haroyan and um, uh, and Andre Chalassier. Um both, of course, can get the job done. Both uh, are very, very experienced, but both need to be partnered with a little bit more energy. Uh, we have Georgi Harutunian, who has already, since his national team debut, made, uh, broke into the Krasnodar first team, and rumors are he's going to be playing in the cup final um, that's coming up this weekend with Eduard Spertian. Uh and then we also have... Eric Piloyan, who in that last uh, game against Punic for Urardu, was sensational. I mean, he had these uh, these really, really good touches to get away from pressure, away from the, the pressure from the midfield. Uh, he was so calm and collective on the ball. I actually really, really like the fact that he got called up and... And I think a lot of us were, were thinking Ghazarian would get called up. But the reality of the situation is Piloyan has dethroned Ghazarian for that starting spot uh, in Urardu. And he definitely deserves to be here. Um, and elsewhere, Sergei Zen Zenit St. Petersburg Academy product, coming in. Uh, another very, very good young player that's probably going to get some minutes against Latvia, maybe. Uh, or just being in the team will do him some good. Uh, and then we have Steopo Makurchan, who, of course... Super aggressive central defender. Um, and then we have Daron Voskanian, who is coming back from an injury, who is just no matter what, this guy's going to be present on the national team list. And at this point, you just have to learn to accept it. Um, but calling up that many central defenders tells me that we are not going to shy away from playing three at the back. This 3-4-3 three, three, or 3-5-2 three, uh, we're going to be putting out there. Um, it seems to me as though Georgi Hartunan has probably cemented his place in the starting spot. Uh, and probably has Vazdat uh, Haroyan. So it just comes to how he wants to approach uh, playing against Wales. If he wants to play more defensive or what that style is going to be like. Um, but I think we can see two completely different back lines in both the games, which I'm totally not against. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Haroyan, uh, Harutunian, um, and someone like Stiopa Mukarchan playing the first game. And then in the second game. Uh, bring in Andre Chaus here, Piloyan and Darun Voskanian because realistically it's Latvia and they should be able to play in that in the, against that level. Uh, for fullbacks, Kamo Hovanesian and David Davidian are the right back calls, which um, of course, like we said, I don't mind Kamo playing if he's playing right wing back. Um, left wing back is just not his position and. Thank God Nair Tikhonizian exists because he has been a revelation and he has been scoring like crazy uh, for uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. I think he has something like four goals and two assists in the last seven games for his club side, uh, and he's also deputized by Girard Margarian, who just captain Urardu uh, to the in the league. So I can you can expect to see solid rotation there. Um, and on the right side, like I said, camo will probably get the nod against Wales and that's fine. And then against Latvia, David Davidan's is going to come in and just be super offensive. So two really, really solid potential back lines here that can both get the job done. The stronger one should start against Wales. Uh, and the uh, the weaker one, quote-unquote, uh, can still very much get that job done against Latvia. And, and we can have see the solid rotation and this competition for spaces. So I think for the first time, I'm looking at these defensive call-ups and going, I'm actually really happy with it. Um, the midfield, uh, of course, we have Spercian, uh, who will probably start both games, as he should. He should be playing every minute he possibly can for Armenia. Uh, and then we have... Lukas Zelrayan, who also plays in a similar role, but I think, I think Petrikov needs to start to find a way to play both these guys together. Um, I think it's very, very crucial that he figures this out because I think that's going to be the keys to us winning here. Um, elsewhere, other key players here, Hovannes Harutunan from Punic getting the nod. I'm not sure why he wasn't called up last time. He's in now. Great impact sub that can come on, whether it is against Wales or against Latvia. Um, of course, we have Iwu as the defensive midfield option. And for some reason, Wabemar Bangulo is coming in. Um, he's not a high-quality player, but against lower-quality opposition, he does very well. And he has a really, really good knack for goal. Uh, and Arthur Serupian is coming in. Great, great young winger. Uh, we have the experienced Artak in, who picked up an injury in Punic's last game. So I don't know how healthy and fit he's going to be. Uh, and then for depth purposes and experience again... We have Juan and Tigran Barcerian, who I don't want these two to start. I'd rather they come in as impact subs. Uh, and then we have Vaham Bichakjan, who was slowly starting to pick up form by the end of the season. Uh, and um, and Gira Shahoyan, who in my eyes has been... Probably the most disappointing player um, of this season. I think his move to CSK Sofia. We were hoping you know he would bear some fruit, but he hasn't scored or assisted, and it's been it's been really really rough to watch. And I think he just needs to have that that breakthrough, and he just hasn't had it yet. Um, but again, really like this midfield calls up. I wouldn't personally call up Angulo or Bayramyan. I think they're well. Uh, I think they're just Bayramyan was good for what he did. I just think he's not that impact sub that you're looking for. And I think but hopefully Petrikov realized that in the game against Turkey. He's not the player that you're gonna bring in to make that that change. That's gonna be someone like Jirar sharoyan or Vaham Bichakchan or, or Tigran Barseyan. Those are the players that you want to come off the bench. Uh because they're you know good wingers that can change the game. Um that will take players head on and, and that's what you need if you're if you're trailing. Uh, but hopefully, we don't trail. Hopefully, you know, they can come on and, and and you know, wrap the game up. Um, and then up top, uh, we have Grant Leon Ramos, of course, Norberto Briasco balakian and Arthur Miranian. Uh, no Sako this time around, he has a broken toe, I believe. So he missed the last few games for FC Köln. Um, so Arthur Miranian comes in. Uh, A player that I personally like really, really... I I like a lot. He's a great APL player. Uh, Has that kind of Ukrainian connection with Petrikov. Will probably come on if if the game is calling for a target man. Uh, But I do think... Balakian has shown, especially in that match against Turkey, his hold-up play is superb. And I think if we are going to be playing a strong counterattack, we're going to need someone like him up top. And um, But th- that's where more of these conundrums come, because you have Grant Leon Ramos, who is the first striker to score for the national team in like four years or something insane like that. So how do you bench someone who just came on and, and scored a brace on their debut? Newsflash, you don't. You don't bench them. So... Overall, I think I'm I'm very optimistic, I would say. Very optimistic with this. But I'm, I'm looking forward to dissecting our opposition in our next episode uh, as we look to preview the games against Wales and Latvia.
0: It's almost an hour of episode. We have discussed everything we wanted to discuss, even with Alexander Petrakov announcing the national team squad list, which was unexpected as mentioned. But we will get more in depth on the national team. Uh and the opposition. We are playing Wales and Latvia next. We are playing Wales uh in Cardiff, I think it will be on uh, that's the Friday the sixteenth. Uh correct we'll check yeah. time exactly, Charles.
1: The time will be
0: 10:45 Yerevan time. Nice. And then after the weekend we play Latvia at home in beautiful Yerevan on Monday the 19th at what time Yerevan challenge?
1: I believe 8 no <laughs> I um yeah. no uh, yeah so 10:45 is Wales eight o'clock is yerevan so if you can go to the game just do
0: it yes yes shout out to my beautiful assistant (laughs) (laughs) uh now for real uh a lot of football coming up the national team window coming up we are super excited about that even though it's not perfect it's the armenian national team but i would say it's more wins than losses uh this so far this year, especially when it comes to call ups and stuff, a lot of potential and a lot of young players for the future. Um, so yeah, as we mentioned, we will be releasing most likely another episode with the Champions League final results Uh and Henrik Maxitaya featuring, hopefully, uh and when and was, uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> we'll see. And with more in-depth analysis uh, about everything Armenian national team window next weekend, as we mentioned. And a little side note about non-football Armenians and uh, other sports, Armenians in tennis we have, uh, I have to mention this, uh, Armenians in Roland Garros, uh, tennis tennis uh, Paris tournament, Karim Khachanov and Alina Avanesian shining. And going through round of thirty-two, round of sixteen, something like that. It's great, a great achievement. I don't like the sport, but can't argue with the importance of this. And I do like I do like the UFC. One day after Armenia plays Wales, uh, visits Wales uh, on Saturday the seventeenth, we have two Armenians fighting uh, UFC uh night I think it's gonna be one uh preliminary round and one main card so a lot of Armenia entertainment for that whole weekend uh it's gonna be beautiful to see uh we don't get that too often so let us just try to enjoy it uh while we can and you in there listening to this uh be on the lookout for our next episode coming real soon, as we mentioned. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Challenge any any final thoughts on what's to come? Although we will be really soon coming back.
1: Yeah. Well, next big three big months ahead. Uh, have a happy June. Uh, enjoy the football. Support the football. Support the Armenian national team. Support Armenia. Support. Uh yeah. support our players, support support just fully support the the trick color. and support Armenians Armenia and Armenians exactly right. support yeah, both yeah. support whatever is red blue red uh red blue oh my god what am I saying? No red
0: blue stop your
1: flashbacks <laughs> uh, the football Gentron flashback oh no uh red blue and, well,
0: you know well, we say Zirana, well, well, Zirana Queen. So, yeah, it's, it's not the uh, peach. It's not, no, it's not no. plum. Uh, they said Zirana <laughs>
1: Queen. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so, let's go on to victory. Let's go Tebi ahtanak, And let's see what we can get.
0: Adam, uh, any quick thoughts before we are back? Literally, I think, next week.
2: Um, Nothing really much on my end. Just, you know, watch the game, support, and just recognize that we're in this little bit of a rebuilding phase right now, so don't get frustrated if we don't win, but uh, like I said, I'm pretty confident, and uh, hopefully things go our way, but we'll see.
0: Okay. Yes, going back to what Challenge said, um, before going back to what Challenge said, thank you for listening to another episode of Football Gentron. See you next week, and until then, what do we say, Challenge?
1: Well, on to victory! To be Ayo!